Welcome to Comedians with Ghost Stories. I'm your host, writer and comedian, Emily Winter. And when you're listening to this, I'm in Europe. What? What? When did I get so fabulous? Uh, no, I thought we were going to have a full season of the show I was writing on. And I happen to have four friends in Europe right now. And I was like, to my husband, I was like, when are we going to be able to sleep in Europe in four different countries for free? Like, this is the 25-year-old's dream, even though we are a decade older. Um, and so we decided to do it, and it seems like we're very fabulous. And you know what? It feels... I'm, I'm just going to assume it feels pretty good being in Europe. But I am scheduling this podcast... Uh, for then, and I love this this episode, especially. I mean, I love all my episodes. I don't put it out. If I don't like it, I don't put it out. That's my rule. But not to say that all WGA writers are rich. We're staying with friends. I organized this when I thought I had a full 39 episodes worth of pay. And yes, in the fall, I will be screwed. I will be screwed. And I am desperately trying for live dates and one-liner madness and me doing hours of stand-up and my husband doing hours of stand-up along the way uh, to help us out in this ridiculous time. But yeah, I'm in Europe sleeping on fold-out couches. Isn't that great? It's kind of fun. It's silly. Okay, anyway, I love this episode from a woman that I met in Pittsburgh, and I hope you enjoy it. Today on the podcast, I'm super excited to have comedian Amanda April. Amanda, thank you so much for doing the pod. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Emily. I am excited to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm really excited, and uh, we were just talking before we hit record, and you have family stories. They're not necessarily your stories, but they're family stories. And you are the one who holds the microphone in your family. So you are the one who's going to tell them. A hundred percent. Now, the first story that I'm going to like talk about, I was involved in, but I just don't remember any of it because my memory is garbage. I don't know why, but I don't remember most of my childhood or most things. Um, So that's so funny. How old were you when this happened? So I would have been like 12 or 13. I was in like seventh grade whenever oh. this happened. So you uh, were, it's not like you were too young. Like you were just like, nah, I blocked nope. that one out. <laughs> nope. I just, <laughs> I remember some of it, but I don't remember all of it. And I obviously, and I didn't have all of it happen to me uh, for the first story. And then the second story, totally my sister's story, just here to retell and share and Spread the good word of ghosty goodness. That's amazing. It. And I'm assuming your sister is not a stand-up comedian. She is not. She, uh, I got her to do my podcast one time. And okay. That's, that was it. She's like, that was the weirdest thing I've ever had to do. I don't ever want to do that again. And I'm like, perfect. I, I feel like that it's that, that kind of good dichotomy is what you need in any type of familial relationship. The whole family can't be loud verbose storytellers you need you need a little bit of a, a balance a little ebb and flow you know yeah what I mean? if everybody's on stage there's nobody in the audience basically exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah. 
Um, all right. So tell me what happened when you were 12 or 13. Okay. So what happened, I'll, I'll set it up a little bit. My mother, uh, her parents, my grandmother and grandfather, my sister and myself moved to Florida for about nine months. Okay. Um, and from then, Pittsburgh? From Pittsburgh. From okay. Pittsburgh. Yes. Let me, yeah. Let me clarify that. From Pittsburgh down to Florida. And then uh, we decided to move back. It just wasn't the right fit yeah. um, for my family. Uh, my grandma nearly got banned from a Walmart because they didn't understand her Pittsburghese. And there was just that. It just didn't mix. Like the speed at which things move in Florida is a lot more laid, I'll say laid back and slower yeah. than it is in the Northeast, let alone Pittsburgh. So uh, we decided to move back. It was, so it was, it was best for all of us. Uh, I also lived in Florida for nine months, so I get it. <laughs> I feel I feel like Florida is just a gestational period. That is what it is. Like you, you're there for nine months and then you're like, you either stay forever or like you're, it's just, no. Um, but so we moved back to Pittsburgh. We, um, found one place. It, 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 we stayed there for like one night and we're like, okay, this is not going to work out. And then we found another house to rent right away, which was amazing. Um, and it was this blue house. It was like very old, like kind of shrouded by some trees, like in this, it wasn't like quite a dead end street, but it was pretty dead end. Like you're not getting a lot of traffic. Yeah. You're not getting any traffic. And uh, there were some other houses around it, uh, but it was, but it also wasn't like residential as in like, it wasn't like a planned home community type thing. Okay. So just general suburban. I guess. But kind of weird because there's like not much around. There's, yeah, there wasn't much directly around the house, but like there were houses like next door and stuff like that. So you weren't entirely alone, but also you could tell that the house was, was kind of old. Mm -hmm. Uh, You very much could tell that. And then after we moved in, some strange things started to happen. Oh my God. I'm so Uh, excited. How old was your sister at this time? My sister is 18 months younger than me. She was in sixth grade. So she would have been like 10, 11 years old. Okay. So I think, I think 11 at that point. Um, So just some of the things that occurred in this house uh, were anytime there was a photo taken, there would be weird shadows or orbs in this photo. Oh my God. Regardless of where we took the photo or the subject matter of the photo, there's one we took of our dog at the time in the basement. And like, you could clearly see something in this photo. What Uh, was it like? It was just like, it was like almost like you could see like almost like not like a shadowy figure, but like, um, and I don't want to say in that photo it was like an orb, but you could see like the outline of a figure in that photo. Whoa. It was not there. That was not one of us. Oh my God. Um, so scary. I love it. Yeah. And my dog, um, who we had had for probably like three years at that point, she uh, was a golden retriever. Her name mm-hmm. was Zoe. Or I'm not Zoe. It was Molly. Excuse me. Uh, she was a golden retriever and she 
was a really well-behaved dog, everything like that. But when we moved into that house, like she would not stop barking, just constant barking all the time. Just didn't, didn't stop barking. So what did you guys, were you like, oh, she's seeing something or were you like, what's wrong with Molly or yeah. Yeah, we were, we just thought like maybe it was because we had just, because she had lived with us at one house in Pittsburgh and then we moved to Florida. She lived with us there and golden retriever, that's a long haired dog in a very hot state. Like it was Mm -hmm. not the most comfortable for her probably. And then moving again. So we were just kind of like, we didn't really think much of it, but we were also like, oh, that's a lot of like kind of changes, but then it was just, it just didn't kind of go away. Um, We also had a weird smell coming from our basement. I I, I don't remember the smell. And my sister did not give me a description. She's like, there was just a weird smell. And I'm like, okay, I'll I'll take that. I'll take the weird smell thing. Um, But my sister, in regards to the basement, had the same nightmare every night of kids dying in there. What? Yes. Every single night, this poor, like, 10, 11-year-old girl, 11, 12-year-old girl would have nightmares of children dying in her basement how like how were they dying and was it the same all the time the nightmare was the same all the time but like she didn't elaborate as to like how how they were yeah how they died but just like dead kids in the basement in in this child's brain who would generally not have thought of those things right 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 you know not that she's like you know, I, I I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, you know, you generally don't always think of dead kids whenever you're also a kid. Holy cow. That's really <laughs> scary. Yeah. Um, this also happened in our house a lot. There was a period of time where um, our one aunt, she was like our second cousin. She's my mom's first cousin. But, you know, how families work, they become aunts at that point. Yeah. But. Uh, she was staying with us for a while because she was leaving her husband and she also, uh, and this is, this is her theory and, or at least was her theory at the time. And it was also the theory of the, of, of my mom and kind of myself, uh, whenever she moved in, she, um, she also, uh, came out as okay so when she moved into the house like we had never had this problem before and this problem only occurred to her directly but and we had the same we all used the same one but the hair dryer Mm -hmm. in the house in the bathroom outlet that we all use like everybody who blew their hair dry it wasn't me because I'm not that person Mm -hmm. but (laughs) like my mom my sister blow their my grandma blows their hair dry everybody blows Mm -hmm. their hair dry donna would blow her hair dry too every single time it would short out a fuse and shut the hair dryer off on her only when donna used it only when she used it and it only started happening whenever she moved in so um we think think these ghosts were mad at her for being lesbian we think these ghosts were homophobic yeah (laughs) big ghosts 
also homophobes. Uh, at least in oh, it's this okay case. to marry children, but or marry children. It's okay to kill children, but not marry whoever you want. I mean, maybe maybe it was the kids and they were mad because like she was also like getting divorced and she had kids too. But like, I don't know. It's weird. It was it was just all very, very weird uh, that 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 thing was like real super weird in that house. Um, And I and go back to the nightmare thing, not to not to throw things off. But I knew my I remember now that my sister had nightmares because her and I shared a bedroom. So she would wake up at night frequently and my sister uh, has difficulty sleeping as it is sometimes mm-hmm. like she sleepwalks and sleep talks and oh boy has so done... she's like kind of connected to weird shit innately I think I think that both her and I are connected to weird shit innately and I I think that we are but we're both different about how we're connected to it okay like I very much believe in like you know I very much believe like things enter your life for certain reasons and like stuff like that and get nothing spiritual, but it's like, you know, just weird coincidence. Uh, also like I totally know and believe that I have seen ghosts at different points at places I've lived this house being one of the, one of the main ones. Um, but uh, another person, this ghost or multiple ghosts possibly Mm-hmm. Uh, like to pick on was my grandmother. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so, Sorry, grandma. so, um, one year for Thanksgiving. So I'll, I'll give it a little bit of a chronological here. Uh, cause we were only in that house for like a year. Um, Did you guys leave because it was freaking you out? There was that. And then my grandparents also got a place of their own. And then my mom got us a place of our own and. Okay. You know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And, and uh, my grandparents actually moved to into like a con and like to like a condominium apartment complex that was like mm-hmm. down the street. Like, oh, nothing, like you, yeah. you could see it from there. That's so funny. So it was so weird. But like no ghost there. Meh, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but um, so one year for Thanksgiving. We, my grandma did the usual uh, because like she was the primary cook of the house, the primary housekeeper of the house. Um, And she started cooking that Thanksgiving turkey. Mm -hmm. That turkey was in the oven for hours Mm -hmm. and hours. And it never cooked. What? The thing popped out of it and everything around the time that it sh- it never cooked. It was totally raw. But the and the oven was definitely the on oven was and- on and it was hot. That it is so scary. Cooked. It was terrifying. And then we had to go to like Old Country Buffet or something for Thanksgiving. <laughs> which which finding a place open on Thanksgiving is tough. In the in the nineties, in like the mid nineties was super tough. Yeah, yeah. Like it very much had those like Christmas story vibes, <laughs> like whatever the family has to go to the Chinese restaurant. Like we were like just looking for someone to feed us at that right. point because because we had literally waited all day. What did you guys all make of this? And what did your grandma say? That we had been in that place probably a few months at that point, and we had already determined we're like this, this something ain't right. 
this shit yeah. right. Like mm-hmm. we had already determined like there's something weird with this house. And like that was just like cemented it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it like the lights and stuff. I remember like even like whenever we were cooking that day, I think the lights in the basement like turned on and off at like weird times and stuff too. And my grandmother, she's uh, still alive. She's in her mid eighties, has never had anything like that happen in all of her years of cooking Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, every single holiday. It's never happened except for this time in this house that was just super spooky ooky right i love that story because it like totally defies science a hundred percent there's no explanation for this that makes any kind of logical sense yeah none whatsoever uh and then what comes after thanksgiving in my family is christmas well one day when my grandma was home alone in the house she felt someone or something run past her in oh, the I just house. Got chills. I just got chills. That's so scary. While she was all alone. Like my grandfather was working. My mother was working. Me and my sister were at school. She felt something run past her in the house. She was entirely home alone. There was no one there. And then after something ran past her in the house, all of the electronic christmas decorations went off at the same exact time ah, all oh. of the one, like and we, and we had a we have a large collection of ones that like sing and do all that stuff all those battery operated like weird santas and reindeer that sing all of them went off at the same exact time oh my god that's so after scary. this thing person whatever spirit ran past her in this house what did she do? I would leave. I would literally leave. I, I don't. Well, she didn't have a car because my grandfather was at work and my mom was at yeah, work. So I, would I wander no the idea. streets. I-, <laughs> I have no idea what she did. And like, because like she was there home alone. I think she might. I think the dog may have been there. Uh huh. But like, it was clearly not. They, these are not things that the dog could have set off. There's nothing that oh like, because they were up on like shelves, stuff like that. Just really really weird just like and even to this day my grandfather has since passed he passed away in 2001 yeah oh yeah um the uh even to this day anytime that like one of those like because he was the big fan of like the christmas animatronic things that sang Mm -hmm. So to this day, every time like that one goes off, like unexpectedly without anybody like hitting a button or prompting it or whatever, she just says, hey, Steve, like she knows it's him. Oh, every that's sa- so like sweet. we we all assume that it's him anytime it goes off unexpectedly because <laughs> we know ghosts set those things off. So we just assume that it's him because he is, likes them so much. That is really, really sweet. Oh, my gosh. Wow. This house sounds really terrifying to live in. What was your family's feeling at the time? Like, were you, did you guys believe? Were, you know, were the, was everyone trying to ignore it? I feel like we all believed, like, we're like, this shit ain't right, you know? Yeah. I think we all had that general feeling. And then the, you know, we just knew we had to get out of there. 
as soon as we could. Uh, it was unfortunate because whenever we moved, we did have to, it, it sounds terrible. Okay. But my dog did end up on a farm, but it was like our cousin's farm and he had like three kids. So like, we know that the dog was fine, but it's a weird thing to say. Yeah. We just took my dog to a farm. <laughs> it's, it sounds like a euphemism for yeah, uh, oh, you, you murdered the dog. Yeah. It, it very much does, but this was yeah. a real farm. It was a real farm with like uh, my mom's one cousin and like his three sons and there's plenty of space and it was fine. Great life for a dog. Yeah, great life for a dog because living in, you know, two like attached apartments was not going to work. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was and not a happen. haunted house. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that that was what happened with that apartment, that house. Oh, my God. Uh, the next story, you, you know, based, you know, just from TV shows and other stuff like that, that there are like ghost hunters and ghost whisperers. And absolutely people like that well in pittsburgh we do have uh these uh two ghost ladies and i will get to them in a moment once we get this ball ball rolling um so my sister uh was engaged and i think married at this point and uh i don't think she was pregnant during part of this story but she may have been Mm -hmm. There's a lot here that I might also uh, read verbatim (laughs) from from my sister's messages. So it might not be as cohesive as my general storytelling is. That's totally fine. But my sister was living in this apartment with her um, fiance slash husband, now ex-husband. Because he's garbage. Anyway, uh, digressing. (laughs) We're not going to we're not going to bash, but terrible human. Um. So maybe that's why this occurred. Okay. Her, oh, her. I, like I don't that. know. Yeah. Cause, cause she, yeah, I don't know. But my sister lived in this uh, uh, apartment that was a hundred percent haunted. Again, another building like over a hundred years old in Pittsburgh. We have a lot of very old buildings and architecture. It's not the same style of like colonial architecture as Philadelphia. Everybody thinks we're super close to Philly. Y'all are wrong. It takes me, <laughs> I can get to Akron and Cleveland and Erie and Morgantown and Wheeling all far. I can get to, it takes me as long to get to like Cincinnati as it does to get to Philadelphia. What is it? Like an eight hour drive? Or it's like six? a, it's like a five, five? to six hour drive okay. to get from Pittsburgh to Philly. Yeah. And like Erie, like I can get to Buffalo in like a four. I can get to Detroit in four. Wow. So wow. it's it's really yeah. Uh okay. yeah. We are our state is shaped like a rectangle. So And you yeah. guys are at opposite ends. We are at opposite ends of that rectangle. And um they're slightly I think they're like slightly more south than we are, not by much. Mm-hmm. Um but we have a lot of older architecture, but it's not colonial style architecture mm-hmm. for most of it. Um, and we also have a lot of older industrial style architecture as well in the city, but that's why a lot of our houses and apartments and duplexes are all like converted old big houses. And some of them are like converted old funeral homes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, don't know if this was converted from anything else, but it was definitely an older, older building for sure. Okay. Um, based on the facade and all of that. Um, 
so some of the things that would happen in this house for my sister was that uh, she had a decoration on her TV stand that would always turn facing the opposite direction while she was watching TV. So usually, you know, decorations on your stand are faced outward. Yeah. Hers would turn around and face the wall. What did she witness this happen? Like, or was it just, Uh, she would look away for like a second, maybe grab food or something and then look back and it would be turned in a different direction. Oh my God. So so it would happen. It would happen like, like immediately (gasps) is, is how this stuff would happen to her. And a lot of this would happen. Like this mostly happened like while she, like this ghost did not like her. Uh, And it would mostly happen to her whenever other people there were some things I, th- I think there was like an incident at like a christmas party where like everything went off but the uh most of these incidents just happened to her mm-hmm. um in this in this place uh, other things that would occur would be that like all of her magnets on her refrigerator would become scattered and like unarranged after she would rearrange them all because like she likes things to look a certain way including her magnets so yeah. after arranging them misarranged everything everything would be ruined why are these Um, ghosts so mean to you guys these are not your poor sister she's followed by ghosts that are judgmental and rude they're judgmental they're super rude because she would also while living in this house be tired constantly she was always exhausted always tired and this was a time too whenever a lot of her uh, cause she'd always had those sleep problems as a kid. A lot mm-hmm. of those things kind of came back and I'm going to see if she mentions this in here, but like, I don't think she mentions this in the note, but they, um, like there was one time in the house that like, she was like so tired. She, I think this was also the time when she was pregnant too and like just had like a lot of anxiety. She sleepwalks. And one time she took all of her pots and pans from the kitchen and put them in the shower. Oh my God. Another time she went to the, and I think this was a separate time. I don't think it was the same time. She went to the refrigerator, got an egg out of the refrigerator, laid back down, held it in her hand the whole night. Oh. <gasps> And it and didn't break? Up, and woke up with an egg in her hand. Yeah, did not break. There was another time, too, that, like, she was so exhausted, so tired. She she called me because apparently she slept walk again. And she could not find this Bath and Body Works, like, body soap that she bought. And she was terrified that, like, she drank it. <laughs> and I was did she like, drink it? She did not. She did eventually find it, like hid it in a closet somewhere. But I was like, Courtney, does your does your breath taste like moonlit path or like cucumber <laughs> melon right now? Like, oh my like, gosh! She like so she like whatever I say like she like would sleepwalk and stuff like that. Like these were intense, yes, intense things, and so- a lot of times they're they're caused by higher stress. And I think that part of that higher stress was also dealing with this being in her house, which would also like be in her bedroom and whenever she would wake up in the morning all of her stuffed animals that she had like lined up on her dresser uh would 
turn it would again be turned and faced in the opposite direction. Oh my God, I'm so mad at this ghost. I'm so <laughs> mad. What a jerk. Your sister sounds lovely. And um, yeah, she's my sister's all right. But man, does she get picked on by supernatural beings? Oh, my gosh. I was going to ask you, and you you talked about it a little bit, What? because I haven't talked about sleepwalking on this podcast, and I feel like it's very related to a lot of the things that we talk about with, you know, sort of stuff that we can't see, stuff that we can't explain, and you said it's a response to stress. Is that, what else do you know about sleepwalking, and what does she know about it? And yeah. Uh, I honestly, I hate to say this, I don't know much about it. Um, mm-hmm. I would say check out my Grabiglia and watch Sleepwalk with me. (laughs) Like hers was never that intense. Um, But I do know that being in stressful situations does exacerbate some of the symptoms. She does talk in her sleep. Mm -hmm. There was a point in time where uh, like one time, like she was sharing a bed with our mom. Like she's like in elementary school and like she stood up on the mattress in the bed and my mom was just like what the fuck is going on and like my mom was terrified that she was gonna like step on her yeah absolutely but like she just like stood straight up in the bed like just so just like such weird stuff i and i honestly don't understand it i know my sister has never looked into it as far as getting tested for like sleep disorders or anything like that. And we're just like, ah, people that happens. That's does it still happen to her? I don't know the last time it's happened to her, but I imagine that it is still does part of her. She's, yeah. Yeah. She's also a very heavy sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if maybe something happens in like one of her like REM cycles or something like that, that, that causes it, or like there's some like disturbance that way. Um, it's but... just so interesting. And it could be total coincidence that she sleeps, sleepwalks and also is the person that had the dreams about the yeah. dead kids and stuff. But I'm so interested in sleep because it's, I feel like very related to spirituality in a way, but, and we don't know so much about it. We don't yeah. understand. Like it's a way to get connected to a, part of ourselves and a part of I don't know well I also think I also think that it's very interesting that a lot of meditation and like manifestation and like you know videos and like YouTubes and stuff like that like you're supposed to do that like while you're on your way to sleep yeah and I'm like part of my brain is like oh that's that's interesting. Maybe it's sending you off to sleep with better dreams. But then also part of me is like, what kind of unhealthy and unrealistic goals is this also setting for you in your subconscious? Yeah, we've we've found ways to make every part of our waking life productive. And now it's like, and also your sleep should be productive as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I fall down the rabbit hole of listening to meditations and stuff like that to sleep. And like some are like for overthinking and things like that, because would you be shocked to hear that a comedian is an overthinker (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but like they I also like will just like leave them play but then like sometimes I'll wake up and it'll be a completely different one where it's like manifest your sp which is like you're like special person or significant person and it's like what this is not healthy for anyone It's like, you can't, like the idea of like being able to control, it's like manifest abundance with your finances. And it's like, nah. 
that's it's not, so, not how that works. I don't think. I, don't I was think just talking to somebody about this yesterday because it's the problem is with manifesting and I kind of like it, right? If you're a positive yeah. thinker, then, you know, I, energy attracts more. The problem is if you think this way, then you blame people for getting cancer, right? Like you're like, oh, well, you must have, your higher self must have chosen to lose a leg or, exactly. you know, fall it's off like, a bridge. You're like, yeah. Like, yeah, like your your boyfriend broke up with you because you weren't in alignment. And it's like, no, maybe he broke up with me because he found someone else. Like that's, you know, like just like the basics or like you, you're not, you're not living in abundance. And it's like, no, maybe it's more of a classist thing. And, uh, you know, maybe that there are other causes as to why I'm not making as much money as I should be. Right. <laughs> like maybe we're, uh, our wages haven't risen with inflation uh, in many, many years. Yeah. No, it's it's so hard. And it's just, it's always people coming from a place of privilege that are saying that anything negative we cause ourselves. And I just have a hard time. I just have a hard time believing that anyone in a bad situation has chosen it in some form. And like, yeah, I love to think positive thinking, I think does work, but then I can't go to so far to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that there's a lot of gray space with that. Yeah. Anyway, back to this house. (laughs) Uh, One of the times my sister woke up from a nap where she knows she didn't sleepwalk um, and her bathroom light was on and every single soap and shampoo container, shaving lotion, all those things were lined up in a perfect line coming from the bathroom and into the hallway. So weird. Um, And then there's uh, some instances here too because my myself my mother we worked at the same place at the time we worked at a um private uh practice doctor's office and the um and it was very near to where my sister lived one day uh there was uh while my mother was at work I don't remember this but a patient came in and started asking my mom if her daughter was having problems at her house just a random patient. Oh my God. When my mom started answering those questions, like she stated, like she went, like my mom went into detail about like this stuff that we had just discussed that was going on in the house. This woman offered to drive by the house just to kind of like get the vibe, see what was going on. Uh, and when the woman drove by, cause it was very, the office was, less than two minutes from this mm-hmm. house it, it was very very close uh when the woman drove by um at the time my sister was working but her partner was home and she saw him the the lady saw him standing on the balcony uh like i guess smoking because he was a smoker mm-hmm. uh and then noticed someone standing behind him this lady then called my mom and told her that there was this thing that was at her house that did not like my sister's husband slash fiance slash partner all that stuff um i think at this time we were married so it was husband so it's like they did not like this guy which good good on you ghost you figured it out quicker than my sister did Sorry, I had to, you know, she eventually got it right. <laughs> but so so the ghost didn't like either of them, huh? Ghost didn't like either of them. Specifically, though, apparently the my 
brother-in-law. Uh, this woman also described in detail mine and my sister's deceased grandfather and great-grandmother and said that they were hanging around trying to protect my sister in some sort of way. Whoa. Holy cow. So what did your sister do with this information? So this woman, I believe that it was this woman, uh, could instantly feel the vibe from my mom because she is known uh, there's a couple people, women in Pittsburgh who are known as the angel ladies. They've done some local radio stuff uh, in the years since this has happened. Like, I think they had like a website. It was the 2010s-ish mm-hmm. around there. Like, you know, um, <laughs> but and they were like two older women too. So like, you know. Yeah, they may not but, be. But, yeah, the websites. Exactly. Yeah. But like this woman, like, picked up the vibes from the house from just talking to my mom at work. That is like she so was just wild. a patient who ended up being one of these angel ladies. Um, that is so cool. And my mom then like talked about doing a house cleanse with mm-hmm. these angel ladies uh, and, and what entails to like do all of that. Um but prior to doing that cleanse, my sister came home from work one day to a completely empty house, but the radio was on mm. and it was just white noise static Ugh. and a picture that is usually square hanging on my sister's wall was turned on its side like this. It was just like one of those like home interior, like pictures of a flower type things yeah. completely turned on its side. Oh my God. We all know that's not how nails work. I was just gonna say how was it hanging no idea uh and then there was another time where my sister came home and there was a book that had fallen off of the bookshelf Mm -hmm. uh and it was one of my brother-in-law's books because my sister doesn't really have very many books for like that kind of stuff in that area um and it fell off the bookshelf. The book that fell off the bookshelf? The fucking Bible. <laughs> it gets better. It gets better. Okay. It gets better. The Bible was opened up to a page. And one singular word in that Bible was underlined in red, like, crayon. Oh, my God. What was it? <laughs> it was the word legion which means like a large group or like you know many and in the bible like that that was like what it meant in the bible was like many Uh uh-huh and it was referred to the group of demons particularly those in two of three versions of the exorcism in uh jurisense i can't pronounce that it's g-e-r-a S-E-N-E, demonic. So Um, an account in the New Testament of an incident in which Jesus performs an exorcism. Oh, my God. Do you think that that was your grandpa saying, get rid of this? Either that or the ghost knew that there was an exorcism coming. (gasps) My grandfather was religious. He was Catholic. Um, 
Oh my God. Like, so it very well, like, and it very well could have been him like trying to warn. And like, I don't know if my sister ever thought of it that way, but it could have been more of a warning as opposed to like, this house needs exercised or like, this is the only way you'll be able to get rid of us kind of a thing. But Um, I feel like if you're a ghost, if you're like a bad ghost, if you're an evil ghost and you need an exorcism to get rid of you, I would not be telling people how to get rid of me. I would be like, "Mm, you can't, there's no way. You know, it's also the idea of good ghosts and bad ghosts. Like, cause if there are two different types of spirits kind of like warring in that house over things. I mean, that's a lot. Them saying we're here, bitches, you know? Exactly. Because also with an exorcism, if, the good spirits of like my great grandmother and my grandfather were there in an exorcism. They would then be supposedly vanquished too, I guess. This um, is crazy. So what did, what is your sister? What was she feeling at this time? Was she totally stressed out all the time? She was totally stressed out all the time. I do not remember if she was currently pregnant at this time or not, but it was, it was a lot. It was a lot going on in her life overall. Plus this. And just it it's just crazy to think about and then they ended up talking to the angel ladies and doing their own house cleanse and i will tell you exactly what they did to do it oh my god <laughs> so one there's a couple different components to cleanse your house of spirits one of the components is getting holy water how and where do you get holy water? Well, you have to, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> you have to go to a church, but you also have to bring your own receptacle for the holy water. So they get there, like, assuming that, like, maybe the church will be able to give them, like, a little bottle of something. Yeah. My mom has to go get an, an old, empty, used water bottle from her car. Yeah, that's really funny. And they fill up, like, this 16-ounce water of bottle with holy water oh my gosh that's hilarious could you imagine be like oh we're not gonna put this one back in the case we want to make yeah. sure this one stays don't drink that don't drink that <laughs> oh my god could you imagine like what happens if you drink holy water i mean it- i i imagine something not good <laughs> i feel like it would be good though i'm i'm surprised that people don't do it as like a last resort for illness or something i mean people might they probably oh, do. You know what? If we can problem. think it up, somebody has done it and they've made porn out of it. So that's that's the rule, right? So, so okay. So they exercise. So, yeah. so the exorcism stuff, right? So they got the holy water from the church. They were instructed by the angel ladies to put salt in all the corners in the rooms of the house. Mm-hmm. And one thing that my sister used to put salt in the corners was these like little like Tupperware containers or, you know, the little containers that have applesauce in them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she had those in every corner of her house. That's so funny. Full of, full of salt for the remainder of the time she was at this place. Oh my God. Oh, it's like little bug traps or something, but for ghosts. Exactly. And then they were um, given like a, some sort of prayer to say in the house in every corner and, uh, they had the holy water to like cleanse the house as well. And I don't remember exactly like what you do with the holy water in the cleanse, but like that was involved too. Um, but 
the very last room whenever they were doing this. The last prayer thing that they said whenever they were doing all that things. When my mom, because my mom and my sister did this together, the lights started to flicker. Oh my God. (laughs) This was like a one bedroom apartment that had a little sunroom and a deck and like a kitchen. Like it was not a big apartment. Yeah. So like a mess. So they very clearly had pushed it to to the very last room. And that was the thing that happened. Oh my God. So the lights flicker and then it's over. And then and, just and nothing and nothing again. It worked, yeah. It worked. It worked. It worked uh so good, I guess. A uh, happy ending story. I love it. It that's it's just so so weird that the exorcism thing that the angel ladies did for my sister worked like that just makes no it it, it boggles the mind it, there's no explanation for it oh yeah that's their website uh it's oh, angel so two, it's angel two ladies i'm gonna see like they have seminars they have all kinds of event well they're wow but it works did they charge for this no like so they so one of them I was a patient at the practice that my mother and I worked at and Uh they like they like I said they could instantly tell that there was something in distress regarding my mother's daughter and the thing is is that my mom has two daughters one of which is right there but they knew that it was like the other other one and they knew that there was something going on like they could very much sense it so I and I know that they I'm pretty sure that they've done stuff on a couple like local terrestrial stations here that are they're like iHeart Media owned like so they're larger stations for like morning shows and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. like they very much have had some exposure in in the Pittsburgh area and and they are known to a degree. Uh but like we don't know like you don't know that if you're walking in there as a, pa- like if they're you're walking like, as a patient, like this woman just told me that there's something scary going on and she was totally right. A hundred percent. Like you just don't, you just don't know. And then like they, they knew all of that, which to me is mind blowing. It's amazing. I also feel like I'm also a person too, who like feels intuition with things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm a believer in intuition and stuff like that, but clearly like them knowing this, like only like kind of pushes me further into believing like intuition about things. Right. Like they knew something was up. <laughs> so they knew to talk to, they knew to talk to my mom. They knew to like ask these questions. They described my mother's grandmother or my mother's grandmother and my mother's dad to my mom to a T. That's so beautiful and amazing. And it's like wonder, I mean, I hate the idea that when I'm dead, I have to still do more work and like, oh, I have to like look out for my nephew or something. But it's very sweet. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's kind of funny too, because I'm wondering if the spirit that was standing behind my brother-in-law that didn't like my brother-in-law was my great grandma or my grandfather. Honestly, if it turned out. He ended up being total garbage. That's so funny. It could have been any of them. It could have been a demon. It could have been your grand. Yeah, your grandfather yeah. being like. My grandfather. My grandfather was just like, 
No. 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 <laughs> that is so and, funny. And even now, too, there's my the house that my sister lives in currently, we don't feel is possessed or anything like that, haunted or any of those things. But this is a little bit more more personal stuff my we have my niece who's my sister's daughter she's now 5 and uh she's non nonverbal asd mm. and um okay a little note here i just want to say asd stands for autism spectrum disorder which i didn't ask right away cuz i was pretty sure i knew it but then i was like does everybody know it and do i even know it anyway it's autism spectrum disorder for as much as she is nonverbal ASD, like there are clearly times where she would point and like say pap and like her grandfather's had just died. And she would see, I feel like she is like, I, and I feel like this happens, especially with younger kids. I feel like that they are more in tune with like that. Absolutely. Kind of a barrier of things, I yeah. guess. But with her being nonverbal like we very much are attentive to when she does make noises mm-hmm. that indicate words and whenever she points and says things and stuff like that and she's very she has a talker device she's very high function things like that and like there are times where like she'll hit use her talker and she'll hit the word and says like grandpa and it's like well you don't have any of those but then she'll hit it again and i'm like he's here all right cool <laughs> like Thanks for letting me know. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. And it's, but it's one of those things. It's so interesting to think about that those that like. And what does ASD stand for? uh, Autism spectrum disorder. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's nonverbal autistic. Um, she's considered moderate to severe, but she's. Aside from, like, the not talking and a couple other things, she's very, she's, yeah, <laughs> she she knows what she's doing. She's very yeah. functioning. Yeah, I was just talking to Abigail Elias about the connection between autism and spirituality, um, and it was a really fascinating conversation because I think, like, the stereotype is that they're, people with autism are not connected to anything or anyone, but that's totally not true. Like their brain works differently, but it doesn't mean that they can't have connections, you know? Yeah. Oh, and I, I a hundred percent like, uh, agree with that. Listeners, Abigail Elias is another stand-up comedian from Pittsburgh who is awesome, uh, and has autism and, told me a fascinating story um and i can't wait to put it up so anyway putting this one out first but it'll come and i hope you listen and these women are both wonderful okay it's it's hard to explain but it's like you know how like you have your parents right like whenever it's children like they have their parents and then feel like children also have like the other like there's another person that they just align with and vibe with and that is their go-to for things. And in a lot of cases, it's like grandparents. I know for my nephew, it is very much his great-grandmother, my grandmother, uh, and my mom, who is his grandma. Like, I know, like, that is, like, he is 
11 years old and still goes and has sleepovers at grandma's house. Like that is that's his person. That's so sweet. Yeah. Like that's like, they'll like, he'll just be playing video games. She'll be watching TV, but like, that's his person. Like that is a comfort thing. And I know for my niece, I am her person. Mm-hmm. It sucks for her because we look alike. We look identical. There have been many times at the grocery store where they're like, oh, my God, your daughter looks exactly like you. And then I just look at the person. I go, this isn't my kid. And I just push the cart away because <laughs> I am because I'm a monster and I like to. That is so funny. Um, but she she does like oof, that poor kid. <laughs> she, she looks a lot like me, but apparently she sees goes like her mom. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so wild. Oh, I love it. I hope that if, if it doesn't freak her out, she keeps seeing them. That's so wonderful. I don't think it freaks her out because like, she's always like pretty content with, with it. Like she doesn't get upset with that stuff. So it's really interesting. Well, I love your story because even though there are some mean ghosts, it has a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and we, you know, we also now are armed with the knowledge to exercise a house. If we ever need to use it, it's there. Uh, I'm so happy it works. This, this podcast just became informational. Yeah, totally. (laughs) No, it's good. I mean, I I think when you're being tortured by a a ghost, uh, it's gotta be incredibly stressful. So it's good to know that this stuff works. Just, we have that in our minds now. So, yeah. um, And now, you know, just go Get an empty bottle of Aquafina, fill it up with holy water, <laughs> get some applesauce containers, throw some salt in them in the corners of your house, and you'll be fine. Uh, holy water brought whatever. to you by the Coca-Cola company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, this has been wonderful. Where can people find you all over the internet and plug whatever you would like to plug? Uh, people can find me all over the internet. I have my website, which is amandaaverill.com. Last name is A-V-E-R-E-L-L. I'm at Amanda Averill on uh instagram twitter i i guess there's the new whatever thing uh was it threads threads Threads? i'm on threads now uh i'm on tiktok i don't do much on tiktok because i just i yeah (laughs) it's a thing um and then uh at amanda well amanda averill comedy on facebook i also have a podcast i haven't done an episode in a while but uh my podcast is called snack life uh, maybe, maybe one day, Emily, you can be a guest on my podcast. I would love it. Sounds like a podcast for me. It It is a, a fun time where we talk about snacks. So I have that uh, as well. If you wanted to check out some stuff and then on my socials, I have all my dates coming up with things tour a little bit of everywhere, you know, <laughs> that's, it is what it is. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Comedians with Ghost Stories. I have a special treat for this episode. If you have been listening, episode 101 uh, was my friend Jacob Grun, who used to own a music studio in Minneapolis, and his band, Me and My Arrow, actually wrote a song about, inspired by, the ghost that was haunting their studio. So I'm going to leave you on that song. Have a good night. (laughs) 